Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Split Screen Media Podcast. This is episode 17. Uh, for anybody who's new, we are a entertainment-based podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows, and we do like sort of the news, media news, and a bunch of reviews, and we also get into our personal lives a little bit. And uh, this week, as always, my co-host, Chris Blankenship. Hey, everybody. And for the first time appearing on Split Screen Media is our very good friend, Casey. How are you doing tonight, Casey? Hi. All right. So this week, I think we're going to get started with uh, a movie that's, what is it, like a couple months old now at this point. Um, we're going to talk so. about Soul. And more specifically, Casey and Chris are going to talk about Soul because I didn't watch it. <laughs> so <laughs> they're going to give their, uh, like, I guess, what did you guys think of the movie in general? Like, what, what, did you guys like it or did you not like it? I loved it. I liked it too. It gave me very strong inside out type vibes. Um, I still think inside out was a little bit better in my opinion, but it was still very good. Very cute. Yeah, it was definitely cute. I didn't see inside out, so I don't know, but I, I imagine I can imagine what inside out is like, you know, I, that's not too far off. Yeah. Where soul touches some of those deeper topics inside out, touches on those deeper emotions and mentalities um so maybe that's why i like that one better because i'm an emotional wreck but um <laughs> they were both really good in my opinion how do you think i think pairs oh sorry what's correct i i think you would have really liked this movie i think so i'm too. definitely gonna watch it i just i for, i kind of forgot to watch it <laughs> that was your homework we were going man. No, it was my homework, and I messed up. And I'm sorry to everybody watching right now. now um, Connor, it looks really I know good. you love Coco, and it's not Coco level amazing, but it is still really good. I do love Coco, and I was kind of slipping on some of the uh, the Pixar movies because a lot of the recent ones I just haven't liked very much. Um, or I, it's not that they're, any of them are bad movies; they're just not nearly as good as the ones that came before. And a lot of them are like sequels that nobody cares about like cars two and three which are both just kind of mediocre films i don't think i ever um, even saw the third one and the only reason i saw the second one is because i was with my younger cousins who were watching it well that almost makes it worse because they're just like i, I almost prefer them to be like abhorrently awful but they're just fine and i think that that's almost worse than them being bad because i i like you know when you look at the quality of pixar past it just makes you disappointed that they exist they're just putting but out, that's it yeah like, yeah, like serviceable movies, exactly. <laughs> so, but this one seems to be maybe a little bit better than that. Mm -hmm. I yeah. really like the the angle they approached the topic with, um, and it. I think the way that they brought music and people's hobbies and passions into the topic is really, really genuinely cool. I really appreciated it. Yeah, I, I also the the music in the movie is like really good. Like all the like piano yeah. and saxophone trombone it's all that stuff yeah it's, re it's really good like that was one thing that i noticed almost immediately like in the first five minutes and then it carries through the whole film mm -hmm. it's all jazz right it's just jazz music mm -hmm. yeah. yeah well that's, that's what the movie's the main focus right 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 so i know there was a a little bit of a controversy i guess we can get into this a little bit and you know not that we're experts on this at all but i just thought it was interesting to point out um I saw that there was a little bit of backlash online because people in the African-American community were upset that, you know, you get a movie that's, uh, uh, you know, more of an African-American movie, but then for half the movie, it's like a little blue guy that they replace him with that's supposed to be like his soul or whatever. 
And people were saying, oh, well, you mean, you know, you can't have, there has to be something else besides somebody who's black to make it interesting to mainstream audiences. Like that's what you're projecting out. And people were kind of, so I was wondering if like you guys maybe had noticed that or thought that was an issue or if you thought people were reaching a little bit. I feel like it's reaching but maybe that's my white privilege. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> might be a like... little bit of our privilege, but um, I, I can see, I can understand what they mean, but a lot of the movie is still in their human forms. They're only in their soul forms for probably a quarter to a third of the movie, and the rest of the time is in their human bodies. So... I, I think it's a decent balance, but again, I'm no expert. So the other thing is, is all those little blue people, you can't tell their race. Like everybody's soul mm -hmm. is the same. Right, right. No, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you guys. I just thought it was an interesting thing to point because then people were going back through the the Pixar catalog, and I can't remember all of them, but someone else was like, Oh, well, Coco is a Hispanic, you know, a Mexican movie, and for half of it they're just skeletons. So, like, they, they remove that sort of race aspect from it, even though it's supposed to be, like, Dia de los Muertos and, you know, sort of the the after the Spanish afterlife or the Hispanic afterlife. Um, you know, they, they would remove that element from the movie. So, And there was a couple others that I can't think of. I just thought that might be an interesting I think thing if you in, guys had noticed that at all. In Coco specifically, it doesn't translate exactly, only because the skeletons still have those Dios de los Muertos face paints on um they still have the the costumes and the outfits so that's where it doesn't translate exactly to me whereas the souls everyone is alike no matter race color gender but in coco you still see um their gender or heritage however you want to phrase that i suppose yeah definitely and that would be the argument i would i would make as well for that um because it's still it's very heavily influenced by that culture for sure um they brought up other movies too that weren't pixar there's like that that birds and or spies in disguise or whatever they were like oh he's like a black secret agent but then he just turns into a bird <laughs> and kind of like negates the the race aspect of it um it's just something you know it's not something i would have ever thought of whether or not it's true is you know up for debate and i would i would question the validity of some of their arguments but i i think it's an interesting thing to think about that you know me as someone who is white would never have even considered so how do you do it in a way that like encapsulates like keeping it like a black movie? I guess they were just saying you didn't need to like have the character switch or change into something that was like more cartoony. Um, I think that was kind of their point, which again, I, I want to, <laughs> I'm not saying I necessarily agree with this. I just, you know, yeah. I don't think I agree with it, but I mean, like I, I do agree they could have done it a different way if they were like if they intended to yeah yeah i think yeah, they true. were using the light blue cartoony characters as a way to lighten the topic because it was kind of a heavy topic for a children's movie it dealt with death and such so um i think life that is was... meaningless is a quote <laughs> <laughs> that's why connor i think you would like this movie Ooh, perfect yeah so <laughs> my favorite topic. like i think that was one of their ways of easing that dark um topic is my take on it at least okay i don't want to spoil it... oh, what was you what you say 
Oh, no, I was just going to ask if it was better than the Lego movie, the greatest animated movie ever made. <laughs> oh. Well, if it's the greatest, then nothing's ever better than it. Very true. No, I did think this was kind of dark for a kid's movie. Like, I don't know, like, how you, like, I feel like the kid would have to be kind of mature to understand some of the topics. But then again, I was like, maybe that's how I view it because I'm an adult. And if exactly. I was a kid, like, maybe a I wouldn't care. A lot of Pixar movies have those multi-layered um messages in them so you watch them when they're young they're just feel good movies you watch them when you're in the middle you start to get some of those um deeper threads but then when we're our age and watching it we're like oh okay like connor like um when we watched trolls and you straight up just blew my mind because i was watching it with a child children's eyes and you just crushed my dreams <laughs> yeah so that <laughs> I guess we get for anyone else who's seen Trolls, uh, the whole movie it's is about fantastic. drugs. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's, it's the a best good movie. movie. But the whole movie is about drugs, and, and the, it, it just went over my head because I was watching it with childlike eyes, and then Connor just dropped that bomb on me that it was a complete just euphemism for drugs the entire time, and I was bewildered. So I think that in many Pixar movies, like they have those layers. I think in this one specifically, in Soul the layers weren't as distinct or subtle i'm sorry weren't as subtle as the other ones um for sure no, there's there's uh spoilers i guess ahead connor do you care for soul yeah um i, I definitely i want to see it at some point so I, can you say it without like completely spoiling it like a couple things here or there i'm not gonna mind. i'll just yeah I'll, I'll say that there's like some scenes where like people say things or do things that like it's very like kind of in your face like like what are you doing with your life like okay. that's kind of the topic and it's like, like like i said it's just in your face and like yeah a, they like, do push that very hard like yeah. what is your purpose though yeah and yeah but that's the thing that's the thing that you don't think i think you guys are bringing up that you don't really think about when you're a kid like the whole toy story thing is kind of, is really strange and none of the rules of the universe actually make sense i'm like so are toys having sex and making new toys or do the toys when they get made do they become sentient like how does that <laughs> when do they turn into the toy story toys do they grow up do they like are, are the toys that are built young are they how do they grow young? more plastic though what happens if there's like a metal toy who like rusts does that hurt him It'd be like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. Oh, you can. Oh, yeah, they just can't. Like, they're stuck. <laughs> yeah. So they what eventually just freeze in place until... <laughs> can toys die? Oh, gosh. Is there well, a, is if there... they get run over or put in the trash truck, right? But is there an afterlife for toys? I don't know. These are all <laughs> the questions that, like, when you're a kid, you don't think about. That's very true. I still, there's like, I, I think if there's any movie that was like emotionally scarring to me as a child, it was definitely Toy Story. Cause like there, there's stuff in my closet right now. Like I have like old toys from when I was a kid and I'm like, I could throw this out. And then I'll like go to throw it out and there's something in my brain that doesn't let me do it. You get like PTSD flashbacks. No, no they're alive. Like, I can't throw them away. <laughs> those motherfuckers alive. I can't fucking. <laughs> no, it's like one of those things that definitely like, messed me up as a kid and the kids movies now are, aren't like that at all besides i guess maybe this one but they seem to play it a lot safer and they don't really delve into those kind of uh 
you yeah. know, things that would scare you as much, I guess. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I really like Inside Out too, because it it is walking that line to near perfection. It balances reality and kids movie really well and all of like um a lot of therapists and people who work in that field um actually use this movie as a tool now to help kids understand their emotions and what's going through what they're going through um big changes in life like all sorts of things so um i really think that well one you should watch it and soul catch up connor um chris you only have one to watch but um it's just really interesting that that one can walk that line really well well dovetailing off that i guess um the next thing i wanted to talk about was just what were your favorite but now that this one is out what were your favorite pixar movies in general across the years can i ask Um, one question real quick about soul that i'm kind of i kind of want to talk about yeah yeah go for <laughs> I'm gonna, it i'm gonna share my screen real quick and okay. it's not really spoilers because it's like two seconds in the movie so this is muhammad ali as like a little soul character okay and there's like a bunch of these little like like famous people like throughout the movie i won't spoil all of them but i wanted to know you guys who you guys wanted to see recreated as like the little soul characters um Ooh. i'm gonna guess because it's one like they kind of go for low-hanging fruit for this kind of stuff, so I'm going to guess maybe Elvis is in the movie at some point. Uh, no. As a salt? No, really? Okay. Then I'll say so. Elvis. Elvis. You want to see Elvis? Sure. Oh, I think that's a good pick, because it's kind of like an animated, like, you can really animate that personality. Oh, for yeah. sure. I'm trying to think of someone who would, like, yeah, who was kind of out there and had a specific style. I mean, Elton John isn't dead. Yeah, that's who was. I was about to say. <laughs> Um, that's a really good question. I'd like to see like, I don't know, like one of the strong men, like the mountain from Game of Thrones <laughs> as this and see how they do his character. So this, so they don't necessarily need to be dead. It's just like anybody you'd like to see animated in this style kind of. I think I take it back because I think they have to be dead. Okay. Yeah, they have to be to dead. To be a soul. Yeah, to be in, yeah. To to be be where in he the, is. Yeah. He okay. Dead. Which is tragic, but... <laughs> yeah, see, for me, I was just picturing, like, you know, emoji movie crap where they would pick the, the bottom of the barrel in terms... So it'd be like, he's, he's like, he gets there and he's walking by people and there's a guy with a giant hat and he's like, four score and seven years ago I died. <laughs> and, like, that would be the whole thing. No, this is Pixar. Step up your game. Yeah, that's I'll true, spoil though. one more. Abe Lincoln is in it. Yes, he is. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. yeah. I can write this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, that definitely makes me want to watch it a little bit less. <laughs> oh stop. Oh, that's that's <laughs> I had no idea. That's awesome. Um but yeah, I guess going because I I've seen a couple uh, Pixar movies recently that I thought weren't very good. Um, Incredibles two, and I was just wondering <laughs> if you guys thought that uh, you know going back through their vast history of movies, like what you guys would what would be the your guys' favorite movies? I guess. Unless I you want me, to, I can 
I definitely think they like go up and down. Like they have some really good ones, then some not so good ones, and then some really good ones, and then some good ones. I actually am a huge fan of a lot of their shorts and not even like their full movies, um, which some of them are still great, but some of their shorts are like my favorite. That's, I spent like one day or like one afternoon uh, watching a lot of the shorts and their shorts are like, I'm, I'm going through their catalog right now. And some of the ones that I would put in my top are some of the shorts. Yeah. Like La Luna is one of my favorite. Yeah. I really one? like um, Lava too. That's one of my favorites. That's the other one I was going to say. Those are probably my two favorite shorts. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read you guys just a quick list of the actual films, and then we can kind of go from there. I'll, I'll just go up. I guess I can go up to Soul. Uh, so we have Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story Two, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story Three, Cars Two, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, which I don't think anyone has seen, uh, <laughs> Finding Dory. Cars 3, Coco, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Onward, and Soul. I think it thins out after Up, I'll be honest. It really does. It really does. (laughs) Um, There's a massive dip in quality after Up. I think my top, I'm going to go top three in no particular order. Probably Monsters, Inc., Wally, and... I want to say Soul, but maybe that's just because I just watched it. Either Soul or Ratatouille. Okay. Yeah, Ratatouille is one of my top three, too. I really love Ratatouille. Um, A Bug's Life used to scare me as a child. (laughs) So maybe not that one. Um, I love the classics, The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., and Cars. Um, But I think... Now, I haven't seen Onward yet, but I heard that one was pretty good. Um, Coco is a gem. Um, so probably Coco, Ratatouille, and maybe Brave, just because I'm a sucker for princess movies. And I think it has a really sweet message behind it. Um, and there's a lot, lot of personal things that I, I really love and relate to from it. So That's interesting. That's not really the list I expected from either of you guys I, really? I definitely thought you got chris maybe more so but i thought um casey i thought you for sure were going to go a little bit older with your picks that's interesting um, why was mine surprising <laughs> i it, 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 that's why i kind of took it back i was like chris yours was pretty okay. like, what i yeah expected, i mean Casey's i do i do surprising. love the classics as well like they'll always have a place in my heart but i don't go out of my way to watch them do you know what i mean yeah, definitely. like if I have a choice between Ratatouille or Toy Story, I love Toy Story, but I'd probably pick Ratatouille. Also, okay. anything that has music in it, I will sing along to. So that goes straight to the top of my list. Okay, there isn't a ton of music in any of these. Um, no, there's a little more the bit in Brave. Um, she doesn't sing, but the music is really um, fantastic because it's sort of got that um irish inspiration um so it's beautiful and then coco obviously is full of music yeah coco is really good i sing along that whole time (laughs) coco's really fucking sad (laughs) (laughs) only a little bit at the end i was i was kind of a mess during coco and i don't i don't usually get like super upset during movies 
I um, loved watching that movie with you for the first time because oh, yeah. <laughs> because you <laughs> you know I love the silly sappy movies even if they are crap I just love them and being able to watch you and like be with you when you watch that movie and just watch your mind explode because this was not what you expected at all and you you gave it a 10 out of 10 connor you don't give any movies a 10 out of 10 listen and i was shook i was in the moment i'd probably give it like an eight or a don't you can't take it back now (laughs) it's permanent on file it's a great movie and it it was one of those movies that i think is kind of a slow burn because when you first start it it i'll be honest the first like maybe 20 minutes are not very good you're kind it's, of just dawdling along until the animation is switches. also yeah well exactly because the animation for the first you know 15 20 minutes is not very good and then you're like why why like this is like new pixar like if nothing else these movies should look good even if they're not as well written and then they kind of do that transition over to the land of the dead and it looks amazing like it's one of the best looking movies i think you can ever see it's beautiful and it was like one of those kind of it just shocks you you're like wow this is really pretty um, but if I had to choose, this is a really tough list because everything pre-up is amazing, besides maybe cars. Because uh, cars That's is exactly how I feel. Cars <laughs> is just like fine. Um, but I would say Toy Story and Toy Story Two. I'm gonna do a dash there because I don't think Toy Story Three is as good. But those two movies are equal to me. Like they're equally as amazing, um, incredible movies. Then I would probably go Monsters Inc. And then I would go The Incredibles um, because that first Incredibles movie is like so damn good. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it is amazing. And it's it's an interesting look at the superhero genre that I think a lot of other movies, superhero movies have tried and failed to do, which is like the deconstruction of the superhero. And I think it was really interesting for them to take the sort of Watchmen approach of like, hey, you don't see these heroes in their prime, but you see them. 20 years later when they have families and they're trying to live normal lives and relive the glory days. And I thought that was a really, really cool take to do for like a kid's, you know, summer Pixar movie. Yeah. And I think they did it really well, especially because not only did it have everything you were just saying, but it was also slowly showing you the transition to the new generation and opening up that door. Mm -hmm. Which is everything that, Incredibles 2 failed to do and why it's such a huge piece of shit. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie so much. It's so bad. Um, but runner up uh would be Wally. Because I I, I want to put Wally in that top three, but like it it just misses, but it's I would argue it's equally as good. I'm looking at the uh the uh box office grossing for all these movies mm-hmm. worldwide. And at the top of the list is Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3, and Finding Dory. So I'll be goddamned if sequels don't make a lot of money. <laughs> they do. Is that I adjusted think... for inflation? I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't say. Okay. I feel like those movies had so much hype and build up to them that it didn't matter if the movie was good or bad it was gonna make that money regardless yeah well i'll say like like the original toy story only made a third of what toy story three and four made and uh 
Incredibles is like half of Incredibles 2. It's not adjusted for inflation, I think, because they don't adjust it for inflation, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like the Gone with the Wind thing. Like, it didn't make that much money, but because it was the only movie out at the time, like, literally the only thing you could go see, everyone on Earth saw it. So yeah. if you adjust it for 2021, it's still the top grossing movie of all time. Let's see if I can get... But yeah, I... It, uh, do you guys like Incredibles 2? I'm so because I I can't stand it, but I I know a lot of people enjoy it, and I'm curious like as to why. I, I like bits and pieces of it. Um, I think that it was uh, they tried to go too big with it. Um, like I really I enjoyed the quirky family vibe. I loved finding out Jack Jack's powers. That just geeked me the whole time. It was sort of the silly anecdote. Um, and I really liked that they let, um, Mrs. Incredible take the lead on this one. I think that was important for a lot of little girls being able to see their hero up there too. Um, but also I like that they brought in more heroes, but I think that it was too much for the movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, but I think you brought up a very interesting point, which was like, the first movie was like grooming the next set of heroes like mm -hmm. who's going to be next after this is dealt with and this movie had a really interesting opportunity to make mr incredible and mrs incredible like super old like it could have aged yeah, them like up a they lot. could have been retired and the yeah. kids are going off into the world on their own trying to find their own place but Pixar was like, we don't want to draw new character models, and we know we're going to sell a lot of Jack-Jack toys. So here we go. We're going to do the same story again, but shittier. Jack-Jack toys. <laughs> I don't know. There was just a lot of opportunity to do exact to be as revolutionary as that first movie was, but they just didn't do it. They just they made their safe sequel that everyone will see and most general audiences will like and then forget about in a week. And I think that's, you know, that's really a bummer. Because this studio used to push the limits of like what animation can do, and now it just makes the same thing that the Disney studios make, and uh, it doesn't feel as special. That's because Disney owns their ass. No, they do, and then they just turn them into another section of Disney, which, from a studio standpoint, makes sense if you can just share assets and you know share team members and get everything done quicker. I mean, you're going to make a lot more money, but the stuff that you put out isn't going to be as good, especially when the leading voices of Pixar from the late nineties, early two thousands are all gone. Um, you know, a team isn't more than the sum of its parts. So you, you have to have the people there who care that, you know, actually make, you know, that write the scripts and, 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 you know, come up with these ideas. If you don't have that, then the studio is the studio in name only. True. <laughs> that was much darker than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were just going to be like, I like Toy Story. <laughs> Come on, Connor. You know it never turns out that way. No, it doesn't. Um, all right. Well, spinning off from that, I guess, we can talk about this uh, Harry Potter miniseries that's coming out. We really don't know a lot about it, but it was announced a couple weeks ago. and That's it's all happened. we got. And, yep, and it's <laughs> happening on HBO Max, and that's literally it. But It's been announced. There's I so guess... much speculation. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm curious as to when this is going to take place, if it's going to be during the timeline of the Harry Potter books, but from somebody else's perspective, or if it's going to be a prequel or a sequel or 
10,000 years in the future? Like, what do you guys think is going to happen? I definitely don't think it's going to be during the Harry Potter timeline. Because unless they want to pay for cameos, then they're probably not going to work that out. Um, More than likely, I personally would love if it was a prequel, like set before either the founders or even the marauders uh, running around causing trouble. Um, But there is also the chance that um, it's the next generation um maybe wizardry meeting technology that might be cool um but we really i mean i don't know it could be anything well do you think so you're thinking maybe in between sometime in between fantastic beasts but before the main harry potter series like maybe 70s 80s somewhere in there 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 are three three main things i think it could be i think it could be the founding of hogwarts and that story um i think it could be Harry's father and the rest of the marauders um, during their time at school um, or um, I guess four next generation where wizardry meets technology or just muggles in Hogwarts like seeing how they transition from normal life our life to a wizardry life okay Chris do you have sort of a I mean, I definitely, yeah, I could definitely see, like, them wanting to maybe start catching up with the times. Because even in all the flashbacks from, like, the 1600s or whatever in the movies, like, Hogwarts looks exactly the same. (laughs) They're still writing with goddamn quills and ink. Well, I mean, everything they have is enchanted. So, like, they can enchant a wall to stay in place even with no glue, you know? Oh yeah, and and, and suppose Hogwarts is supposed to be like this frozen in time thing. You're not really supposed to know when it's taking place. Yeah, exactly. But you think the kids go home and watch Netflix, and they come back and they're like, "What the fuck? I got to use a goddamn quill." <laughs> That's why I think it would be interesting to see, like, uh, Muggles from today's era bringing their laptop to Hogwarts. What do you mean there's no Wi-Fi? That's a security risk. Yeah. (laughs) Hell no. Bringing hackers and Russian hackers in Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) Or even their um, like gaming consoles or something of the like. Even if it's just a little Nintendo DS or something. um, Just to play games. Like what what else do they do? I mean, there's books, there's Wizards Chess, and there's Quidditch. What else you got? Yeah. They don't go into the under, like, all the, uh, the underage drinking at Hogwarts, do they? Yeah. <laughs> Look, th- there was a time before, you know, video games and all that. I assume that's what they did. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. Like, it, is in, it is in England, so they can have drinks at, like, 16 or something. They can drink super young, so I guess it wouldn't technically be underage drinking there, but... I think it, their legal drinking age is still 18. Is it 18? Okay. Mm-hmm. So they still can't. Uh, well, you know that that gives it more. You know, it's it's closer to like when you would actually be underage drinking, like in college. So for them, it would be like fifteen, sixteen would be like the appropriate age. Yeah, and I mean, Harry Potter was born in this world in nineteen eighty, so he goes to school in nineteen ninety one, and he's eleven. Yeah, the books are a little bit behind. Like, when that books actually were released is behind in the timeline. Because yeah. Harry yeah. Potter basically happens in the 90s. but Exactly. They, which David Yates forgot 
in one of the sequel movies when they go to London and it's like it takes place whenever that movie comes out. So yeah. do you remember that? Like they go to London and there's flat screen TVs everywhere. And like, cause yeah, he I forgot that, that was... it was in the nineties. I think that was one of the, one of the last two, wasn't it? Yeah. One of the Deathly Hollows ones. Yeah. Um, David Yates is a shitty director is what I'm saying. And he should have t- gone anywhere near the series, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so actually 2019 was the, um the flash forward epilogue at the end of the books so his children just started going to hogwarts recently in the timeline so that could also be just the next generation at hogwarts and see how that goes because they did that with because all of his kids are in the cursed child adaptation which for anyone who doesn't know is a is a play turned book that jk rowling wrote which was critically panned more or less and a lot of people didn't like it but um they might adapt that or they could you know nix that whole thing from canon and just say no 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 that's not what we're doing we're gonna start fresh we're gonna make this tv show that happens afterwards and this is gonna be what actually happened which i think probably makes the most sense after uh everybody also was not a big fan of that last uh it might make the most sense but that doesn't mean that's what they're gonna do (laughs) no it doesn't and you know but knowing that you know what they're doing at warner brothers right now with like the justice league movie where they're like yeah no that last justice league movie doesn't matter now it's going to be the snyder cut and warner brothers owns um all the rights to harry potter so them doing something like that i think would make a lot more sense that's fair I guess we'll just have to wait and see. They didn't even like announce a projected era or date for release, did they? No, I don't think so. I, my guess is the next like two or three years is probably when it'll come out. Because usually forever. when they announce, <laughs> yeah, usually when they announce something like this and there's no cast, there's no plot <laughs> or any sort of summary. It's it's just an idea be that's been okayed. Yeah, that's someone in a meeting going, we should do a Harry Potter series. Someone else said, okay, and then they announced that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with it. I am really interested to see what it turns out to be. Um, Maybe when they release the first, like, promos or whatever, you can Mm -hmm. hit me back and we can gossip about it some more. Yeah, I'm I'm tentatively excited. I'm more worried because I think they're not going to understand the concept of Harry Potter. And they might do like what you were talking about earlier before we started, which was like sitcom style Gossip Girl meets Harry Potter, which I don't want. Like I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be consistent with the universe. And if they did something like that, it would feel pretty disingenuous. Yeah, I think. I think the only problem with keeping it in like the same energy flow of the original Harry Potter series is who's their villain now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because they they and they're having a big problem with that with the Fantastic Beast series, because they have Grindelwald. But if you read the books, you know what happens to Grindelwald. So it's not like anything that can, nothing can affect the characters in the past because we know what happens in the future. So there isn't really a big threat with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I, I really think that going forward, instead of trying to talk about what happened in the past, is the way to go for the series for sure. Yeah, give me some. Give me someone new and someone interesting. Does there have to be a villain? Can it not just like build on the lore? Well, I feel like without a villain and without that mission or purpose, it's going to turn out sitcommy. I think that's what people liked about the the books, Chris. In general, was that there was an overarching villain of Voldemort, 
but then year to year there were like side villains that would come in and fuck shit up and then harry and his friends would have to do something about it so i think that was kind of the what they would want to go for and and again how they would break it up would be interesting too because would they do you know oh season one is year one season two is year two or are they just going to tell a story from beginning to end yeah i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do I, i like that a lot actually and it would it would actually flow along with the books too like year one was book one year two was book two so that actually would be really cool because then each season you could have um the little mini villain and the overarching seven seasons or however many could have the you know who level villain so um I think that's a that would be a really cool way to do it yeah especially if they are planning on remaking the entire series like that would be yeah, that would probably be the way to do it. Do we know how many seasons are coming out? We don't know. We know nothing. It might be it might be like a Watchmen thing where it's a limited run and all you get is one season and then the show's over. Um, or or you get one season, see if it does well, and then okay, maybe one more. Yeah, okay, maybe I hope one not. More. <laughs> oh, I hope not too, because my like some of my favorite shows did that, and I'm like ended on. Uh, are we renewing are we not and then just yeah. nothing so if they get canceled like halfway through then it's not really like the closure you want exactly and when it comes back it's never as good i'm looking at like you know community or arrested development or any of those shows where you know after the cancellation the, the quality dips pretty hard yeah you can, can have you funny episodes <laughs> like what i said can you blame them though Ah, oh, we're done here <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, well, especially because a lot of the writing staff leaves, and that's the heart of any TV show is the writing. Those are the most yeah. important people in Hollywood are the writers. So if you if someone's talented and they leave, then the show will never be the same. So true. I'll be interested to see what they do with this. Um, I'm I'm probably more excited for that video game that's coming out, just because I, I like the idea of it taking place sort of out of time with the rest of the universe. Just like, hey, you're a Hogwarts student that you create, you go on adventures with whoever's on Xbox live with you. <laughs> like, you, you know, you go to potions class, like you go, you know, fun. like that sounds like a lot more fun to me and a lot more engaging yeah. than I'll be your potions lab partner. All right. Perfect. We got to <laughs> get that. Um, We got to get the half blood prince's book. He's, he's got Done. all those cheat sheet notes in it. <laughs> um, But yeah, that, that I'm pretty excited for. And then, you know, we'll see what the TV show ends up being, but I'm so I guess, curious. Yeah. Does anyone have any like last th- thoughts on it or anything they want to share before we move on? Um, how many likes does this uh, video have to get for Joey to read Harry Potter? Two. <laughs> let's, let's let's give it a realistic. Has he never read it before? Has he's, he's never, never read, read it. it, and he has refused every time I've asked him. Is there a reason he's refusing? He doesn't like to read. Okay, I, that's a pretty good reason. Okay, let's say let's say Joey Joey audiobooks it at ten likes. How about that? Yeah, yeah. audiobooks would be fine. I mean, he'd have to pay for it though. I own all the paperbacks, but or hardbacks, but um, you could get the subscription oh, thing. They have like the Amazon. Book oh, I have it. Thing. <laughs> oh, that's 10. perfect. Then yeah, you oh, can I do don't. That. I don't have Audible. I have the um, the other one. It's escaping me. The Kindle one. Kindle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because so, the Audible one is where it's like a str- it's, it's like you pay a certain amount of month and then yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have Kindle Unlimited, but not Audible. So I basically he's gotta figure it out. Ten likes and he at least tries the first book. First book, yeah. First book. Yeah, 
Yes. I'm so excited. Is he there? Is he with you to agree? No, to he's in Can the he bedroom. Can... Oh, okay. <laughs> After this, you have to you have to get him to commit to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm promising him right now. <laughs> I All will right. do. On behalf of make... him. So yes. everyone watching, 10 likes. Joey has to listen to Harry Potter <laughs> like a child. <laughs> <laughs> he has to get through the first book, which, okay, to... ironically, like a child, I actually read the first Harry Potter book to the baby girl I nannied last year. So I thought you were going to say to Joey. <laughs> no, no, to the baby girl I nannied. I read her the first book. So there we're going to make him take an AR test after this you guys oh, ever I have miss that? those <laughs> ar tests i never had to do them dude i bullshit oh, every year because every year it would reset and i would just do all the harry potter books which were like 38 oh. points each oh my gosh we had bullshit where we had to do like half a point or one point every week oh wow oh really so you just found the smallest book and took a test on it yeah you're, you're in there on the green eggs and ham tests yeah <laughs> like there's no point in doing like a harry potter book every week like that's insane yeah yeah, that's that's the reading pace that my sister and I were on. They never had to make us read or do that kind of thing because we just ran with it. Well, see, that's it because we didn't have it week for week. We just had like, hey, by the end of the semester or whatever, 200 points and all the Harry Potter, all seven Harry Potter books, which was an oversight on their part, but they equaled 200 points exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of the year, I just take that test every time and then I'd be done with it. Did you I... uh, did you get prizes? for the points we did yeah we got like little like scholastic book fair type yeah. shit for it <laughs> i read um this blurb online somewhere probably from reddit where it was a kid who i don't remember how the story started but basically one year he was being vindictive with his ar points and he waited and waited and waited and he read all his books, but he didn't take any of the quizzes. And he waited and waited until the he had zero points until the last day. And whoever won, I think, his class got a pizza party or something. And um, the very last day, he sat down to take all of his tests and went from zero to, like, a ridiculously high, like, record number for their school. And basically was saying suck it to the person who was in second second place who usually won or whatever and i was like the amount of like thought and planning that went into this is incredible and it's the level of petty that my sister is (laughs) i have a story kind of like that i think i don't remember it was like fourth fifth or sixth grade or something and every week they chose one kid from each homeroom and like they had a race to like whoever had the most ar points and they had this like 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 track thing and they had all, like each kid's like photo and put on like a body and so every time you got like so many error points they'd move your guy i guess this way they'd move your guy and i remember like it was my week i think it was like the first or second week and like people would read like two point book three point book but all week i was reading like a huge like point book so i took it like test on like a thursday or friday or something like right before like the points were totaled and i like just gained all these points and went from like like dead last zero <laughs> points to like first place and i won I, rocketed. I, for, I forget what i get there was like a trophy and i had like i don't remember what the the like they're like the sour i don't not bottle caps there's some candy that was involved with it <laughs> baby you got to pop, you got to pick whichever girl you wanted pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the AR points get you bitches <laughs> swimming in pussy from the AR points. 
Oh my god. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I did I kind of forgot that was a thing though until just now. Like I I pushed it out of my brain, but that's that's funny. The also things we block out from our yeah, memory. Say, is that a repressed memory? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um speaking of repressed memories, let's talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to forget it. That was not the game I expected at all. I just, no. that was, whole time I was just sitting there like, what the heck am I watching? Between the commercials and the actual game and everything in between, I was like, it was what is this? It felt like a giant waste of time. Yeah, it was it the incredible like, two of Super Bowls. <laughs> it felt like a normal game, like with all this hype building up to it, and then just it was just left. That's kind of what it is, is like a normal game. Just a lot of hype. <laughs> yeah, but usually yeah. you at least get a little bit of excitement. You get a little bit of that hype back. But this year we didn't between everything. No, because it wasn't close at all. I mean, the the Bucks just ridiculous. stomped on the Chiefs this year. I, I like I said, I was shaking my head. Like, what am I watching? Yeah. Short the games. I only one to. Too. I'm the only one to pick the Bucks to win that game. No, you did. You won. You won for sure. Everyone else picked the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, but the it. commercials were boring, and and the the game was boring, and the halftime show was good. I, I wanted a little bit more, which I guess we can go into a little bit. Like I thought, the weekend did a great job, and he's obviously an amazing singer. But I was hoping for like I wanted it to be a little bit more theatrical, and I wanted him to continue the story of uh, the plastic surgery shit that he's doing right now. I think probably the reason he didn't is because not everyone knows that or like what it's about or follows it you know i had to explain to everybody watching kind of what was going on because people didn't really understand you know because all his dancers had the the stuff yeah on. they were like, like wondering why it was and i was like oh it's from you know music <laughs> i videos. told joey i said why are they all wearing jock straps on their face <laughs> it did kind of look like that a little bit it didn't really have like that bandagey look but uh it was really well choreographed like especially on the field when they all went yeah. out and started dancing on the field and he was singing uh blinding it lights gave or whatever, me but... marching band vibes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no it was a really neat performance it just wasn't like i loved the cityscape they built in the stands i thought that was so cool and i loved all the little people dancing in their little sections <laughs> but do you think it'll be as memorable as shakira and j-lo because that that is burned in our brains forever <laughs> that's burned in your brains because you're <laughs> boys <laughs> I didn't even I... care about the rest of the game. I was like, who gives yeah. a shit? <laughs> <laughs> my night was made. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. They're both looking good for 50. Suey. Do you uh looking better than you at 25? Hell yeah. Ooh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't argue sure. with that. You know why? Because they have money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> money is beauty. They could be 80 years old, look better than me at any point in my life. <laughs> Eddie White. <laughs> Betty White is still a time. She can get it. Yeah, Betty White's hot, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a question. Totally forgot it. Um, I have a question. My my head went went blank when you started talking about Betty White. So <laughs> Stone Cold um, Ox. That's what she is. <laughs> what is she like? A hundred now? She's yeah. She's close. She's ninety something. I want to say like she's either ninety nine or about to turn hundred. Are you sure? Hold on. Yeah, I'll look it up. She oh, like all jokes aside, she does look amazing for ninety nine. Like it's kind of unbelievable. Yeah, Betty yeah. White is ninety nine years old. 
her 100th birthday will be she just turned 99 she will be 100 on january 17th 2022 next year i don't want to jinx it but like hopefully she makes it that far are you calling the next split screen media death right here right now (laughs) well it didn't happen with harrison ford so we're okay that's true i forgot we did that yeah you guys are terrible (laughs) no i didn't want it i was just that was that was like the first person that came to my mind that'll be a sad day when harrison ford dies april april 13th betty white dies april 13th i'll call betty white if it happens no no my birthday's on the 10th that's too soon (laughs) she'll be there for your birthday (laughs) but but then she's gonna die and i'm gonna be sad and she's gonna die before joey's birthday yeah that's true when's joey's birthday May fifth. May fifth. I I she'll nah, I, I will have, I'll I'll have plenty of time after my birthday. That's like a month after. I'll be good. <laughs> she can die then. I'll be fine with it. That's like <laughs> three weeks after. Who is it? The uh, Cloris Leachman. That one was sad. That one really got me. She was so fucking funny in everything she was in. That was that was a real bummer. Um, what were we talking about? The Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> I, was like, I think we're off topic. <laughs> um. Oh, I was going to ask, you remember when the weekend's in like that hallway of lights and there's like the people with the plastic ma- mask kind of bouncing off of him? Do you think mm. that was choreographed? Because I was watching it and I was yes. like, if that's choreographed, then they did really like well remembering where they're supposed to go. And Every spin. inch of that was choreographed. Yeah, I think I can I think guarantee it. it. Oh, I, that's interesting because I was going to say it was and it wasn't. I think when they first start out, it's just kind of like bump into each other, but do it kind of lightly. But mm-hmm. then at a certain point, they know, all right, I need I need to bump into people, but I need to hit this mark. And I need to be standing right here once the song hits a certain point, and so, then I can do the dance. So you, there's room yeah. to improvise a little bit. Yeah, you're then... right to a certain extent, like based on my personal like dance knowledge um, from back when I did dance, um, you would have, let's say, an eight count to improv and bounce around um but you usually have a like sometimes they'd say make sure you bump into one or two things or x y and z um but at the end of that eight count you're right you have to be at that mark and then following a specific um so i think the more they practice and the more they do it your improv becomes your routine so i think the improv they had done in the very beginning ended up being the same motions they did at the end if you know what i mean absolutely so it wasn't specifically choreographed in that extent but by the end i think it was for sure and then at that end of the eight count they're like doing exactly what they need to do yeah for sure i think that's totally sense yeah and i also i really liked i don't know if you guys um heard that right at the beginning but he did a call out my name or call out your name but it was like the orchestral version it was like the the um the people at the beginning who were just singing acapella that version of the song as he like as he comes down or whatever i thought that was really cool that was really cool. So it there's was a lot almost of... gospel-esque. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of neat moments kind of scattered throughout that whole thing. I really like the hallway when he like starts running in and he looks all confused yeah. and then everybody it else was... jumps out from the sides. It was really cool, but it also made me very dizzy. <laughs> yeah, it made me a little dizzy too, actually. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I get guys. so motion sticks, so. I was texting you guys after that. And I was like, I think I have a headache from all that <laughs> fucking, like the camera just going the wiggling. Yeah. It definitely it's in his style. Like that's kind of how he does a lot of the live performances on TV. 
And like, that's I why I, I listen to him instead of watching him. <laughs> I mentioned to you guys in the chat, I was like, oh, um, this is a lot like a Stephen Colbert performance when he did Heartless. Um, he's like running up through his hallways and like it's switching perspectives, but it looks like he's kind of holding the camera the entire time. And it was very similar to that. So I thought that was cool that he sort of brought that over to the Super yeah. Bowl performance. And that was the one spot I really felt like I was like, wow, I've never seen this during a Super Bowl performance before. Like I've seen people dance and I've seen people go into the field and yada, yada. But like mm -hmm. that motion and that camera move and that style of, of dance, I thought was really unique to the Super Bowl. I think it I think it was unique for sure but I think the reason why we haven't seen it before is because usually you're playing to the audience in the stadium a little bit more than the audience at home whereas in this case yeah. it's a little bit different it was more of a balance between the two yeah that's a good point he had to make it very uh COVID specific this mm -hmm. year so but I thought he did a great job but yeah the rest of this I mean like the game was boring the ads were boring and not funny for the most part and um, life gives you lemons <laughs> yeah like there were a couple here and there that like gave me a, a, I love a that. brief chuckle or and maybe like one or two where i actually laughed but I but the rest were subpar there weren't like there weren't the classic doritos or clydesdales or other silly ones like that like m my family still jokes about old super bowl commercials and I can guarantee that none of the ones from the other day are going to be those long-term commercial jokes. Yeah, they won't have that lasting impact. And I thought it was weird, too, because this year in particular, I thought a lot of the ads during normal football were super funny. Like that At Home with Baker Mayfield was hilarious. I love At Home with Baker Mayfield. And the ones where it's like, we can prevent you from becoming your parents. I think it's a progressive ad. Joey loves those, yeah. too. Those were also really funny. And I was like, I thought we were just going to get like more of that or like a, um, and then we didn't like they had been see building up to something like that. Yeah. And then you didn't get any of that. Instead, it was just like, hey, here's Cardi B and Will Ferrell doing something kooky. Like it's just, yeah. uh, it's not funny. I don't know. Will Ferrell, by the way, looked super old. He did just look saying. super he's, old. He's been aging for a while. He is grayed out. Yeah. And I was shook. I, have a, I, have a, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It was kind of all over Reddit yesterday about that, that GM commercial with Will Ferrell about how GM lobbied for uh, or lobbied against electric vehicles pretty much up until like last year or oh, even wow. this basically when Trump lost the election and Biden was sworn in and now they're on the electrical vehicle boat, but they've been lobbying against it for decades, actually. Um, really? I didn't know that. There's like a, I forget who the video is by, um, but I'd look it up and it's, it talks about the whole problem with that whole ad. Cause they made an electric vehicle in the nineties or something. And they, um, they basically they stopped production. No, fuck the earth. Yeah. They had a bunch that were literally produced and could have been sold and people were like, wanted them. And, uh, I forget which celebrity Tom Hanks, I think went on one of the shows and was like, yeah, I drive this GM electric vehicle and it's great. And it it's fast. And all this other stuff and and people were like begging for them and then gm shut it down because they finally got some bill passed california bill passed that they uh like emissions bill and they're like mm -hmm. oh we can make gas guzzlers again cool new hummers <laughs> that's weird that they would switch it even if there was i mean i i know it's kind of cost prohibitive but like if there was such a high demand for them it was it seems weird that they would want to change back but my thought was like maintenance Probably. on them could have been more expensive you know. Potentially. I think probably 
short term, the gas guzzlers made them a lot more money. Um, and they felt that was the more yeah. pro- profitable route at the time. But yeah, and it's sucks. still, I mean, yeah. I, I, and who knows what they're going to do in the future. The, the, I don't know why this reminded me of this. Do you remember when Prius was like, we don't know what the fuck to do with these batteries? Because basically after the batteries were kicked, like they became almost radioactive and they had to like store them in these uh, uh, like giant shipping containers. And they were like, what the fuck? Like we can't just bury them because it's awful for the environment. It was basically as bad, if not worse than driving a, uh, uh, a gas a gas guzzler. It was just, instead of over time, it was like, all right, and now this battery is radioactive. <laughs> like it was just oh, an overnight thing. I did not know that at all. And that's wild. Well, the other thing is, is if you use electric vehicles, you got to make sure that your electric is sourced cleanly. You know, mm-hmm. if you're just burning like fossil fuels to get the power for your electric car, you're not really helping anything. I mean, yeah. it's probably probably cleaner, but it's still not like 100% clean. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of like emissions do come from vehicles and that's where the electric vehicles sort of help but at the same time you're exactly right like unless your energy is being sourced um from uh wind power solar power water power anything but fossil fuel basically and basically what i'm saying is that i'm buying a tesla and uh hey jump on the train seabass wants one amanda wants one you want one Joey does want an electric car, but he hasn't specifically said Tesla yet. Can I can I tell you why I want one so badly? Yes. Why? So this is just like it, it has nothing to do with the car itself necessarily, or like you know how you would drive it. But I was at the beach uh, pre-COVID, and I, I was this. and I was walking down the street, and I was about to go back home, and I looked in this guy's car. I can't remember if I've told this story or not before, but I looked in this guy's car, and he had a full Sal's Pizza, which is like the pizza place that was right down at the beach. And he had a full one in his lap and he was watching Parks and Rec on that giant TV that's like in his car. Like he had Netflix going and I was like, that's what I want. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, uh, a Tesla. You don't need was... a house. You just need a Tesla. Yeah. I had Tesla was in one of the final like, like contenders for my new car. Um, but one of the problems is, is I was looking at Philly in the time. And even now, like I don't have a reliable source of like overnight charging for it. Mm-hmm. So like then and now like an electric vehicle just doesn't make sense and i don't think like overnight charging is as widespread enough you yeah. know like they that's had what a- i told joey when he was looking for a new car because he said he wanted an electric one i said you don't want an electric one until we have a house with a garage where you can install your own plug yeah yeah they they had like an ev spot down the block mm-hmm. um but it was either taken and during the day it's two hour parking so like from I think from like six p.m. to six a.m. it was, uh, it was only EV parking for charging, and then during the day, from six a.m. to six p.m. it was just two hour parking. So that spot was always filled during the day. And to be fair, That's... those cars do charge fast at those stations. Like you can get a decent charge in like forty five minutes if you you know if you just hook it up to one of those. But it's really city dependent. It depends on like where you live because a lot of even a lot yeah. of bigger cities haven't implemented a lot of the tesla charging stations we just got a lot of them here so buying in this area is you know i I think it definitely a better choice because i see teslas all the time now yeah there's a lot up here there's a charging station right at the 
Trader Joe's right across the street. Like, I mean, we're right out of, right outside of DC. So, oh yeah, for there. sure. Like anywhere in those big, you know, major metropolitan areas, it's just like Middle America is nowhere near ready for <laughs> like yeah. that kind of uh, anything. Yeah, that kind of yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh no. All right, uh, Chris. What yes. are what time are we at right now? Do we? I think we're almost an hour, but let's uh, let's get into a mystery topic real quick and then some recommendations. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So, Casey, your mystery topic, if you will. Well, I had quite a debate over this. I even told you I was thinking about doing another rapid fire because I like that. That was fun. But then Joey told me that today is actually National Pizza Day and told me I should ask about pineapple on pizza because he knows what connor's views are but he doesn't know what chris's views are i thought you were gonna ask if like deep dish was a pizza well we can get into that next we can do that too yeah (laughs) okay okay just i got thoughts but uh (laughs) i i think pineapple 100 belongs on pizza i think any topping belongs on pizza however you however you see fit if you like it it belongs yeah i'm I'm an accepting pizza topper I like pineapple. I'm I'm with Chris. Yeah. That I mean like <laughs> I think there's stuff that I don't like personally. Like I wouldn't start throwing seafood on there that people do. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of gross. But I had it, shrimp on pizza once and it was weird. It was yeah. way weird. No, that sounds gross. Anything like even the anchovies or sardines, like I wouldn't do that either. Um, pineapple belongs to me because like the sauce is so savory you usually have ham or some other meat on there and it's very salty and then the pineapple is so sweet and it's, it's just sweet. perfect yep yeah ha- like a hawaiian like ham and, and pineapple yes. is, is what i, like I think to add of a little bacon on there too oh bacon yes. is a good point. yeah <laughs> yeah switch out if you even if you just switch out the ham for bacon oh my god it's indescribably amazing or you yeah. just Actually, keep they, adding more on and there you go they made a joke in deadpool one um there like at the beginning before he turns into deadpool he's like ordering a pizza at some other guy's house that he's threatening but he orders pineapple and olive and he was like oh it's the salty and sweet and i was like huh and i ordered that pizza and it's fucking delicious you it's did? so good wow. yeah it's amazing i don't know if i like olives or not but <laughs> the uh we, we do a lot of homemade pizzas here and they throw olives almost on almost every pizza and it's actually I, really good i love olives on pizza Actually, they did an olive and anchovy one. It wasn't too bad, I will say. Okay, so but because olives and anchovies kind of taste the same with that, like it's just salt. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think anchovies are way saltier, but (laughs) yeah, no, no, for sure. But it's that same like spectrum, like flavor spectrum, I guess that you're that you're going for. So we're all in agreement. There's no debate here. No, I don't think there is. (laughs) So back to your question about um, deep dish. Is deep dish a pizza? Because I say no absolutely fucking not really i think yeah. well, well hold on before we decide if it's a pizza or not do you guys like deep dish pizza no and i like all pizza my decision <laughs> okay. I, have I, hate had, I, I like all of them like i've had new york thin crust i've had chicago deep dish actually in chicago and i've had normal pizza i personally like the normal like regular crust i don't like thin i don't but I think deep dish, from what I remember, it was just a lot of sauce, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. But, like, it almost felt more like a piece of 
pie to an extent. Like I didn't quite know how to eat it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good point. It was still delicious. Yeah. I'll I'll say this. Pizza for me, pizza is pizza is pizza is pizza. Like (laughs) it's all it's all delicious. I love I love it all. Um I do think deep dish is just extremely delicious. Um because it's just it's pizza but more. Like I don't know what you what super pizza. It's super pizza. (laughs) It's sloppy pizza is what it is. It's a pizza lasagna. (laughs) Yeah, that but I would and still. There's nothing wrong with sloppy pizza. Tacos are sloppy. Sloppy Joes are sloppy. There's nothing wrong with it. The more messy, the more delicious. Ribs. There we go. No, I agree. I, I, I but Chris, to like, I, I wrestled with that for a while because for a little bit I was like, no, it's not pizza. It's more like, like a casserole, like a pizza, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> like a lasagna, pie. like you were saying. But I think I think I've come to the conclusion that if I had two you know papa john's pizzas and i flipped them upside down and i ate it at the same time it's still pizza it would just be like a <laughs> disgusting mess so how low well, you've then fallen is, then is a stromboli a pizza where's the line it's a kind of pizza is it when it's connected is that i would say a calzone is not because it doesn't have sauce but calzones I... have sauce which it's one sauce doesn't on have side. sauce then oh the side doesn't count like in it Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, it would just I don't be know. Like, like calzones don't have sauce in them. They're usually just the toppings and cheese. And then you dip it in the marinara or whatever else. Yeah, that's true. I've definitely had them where it has had sauce in there, though. Like they had like the whole thing cooked. Oh, in. That's fair. Um, so I would say if it has crusts, cheese, sauce, and maybe some sort of topping, although that's optional, then it counts as pizza to me. See, this goes into the taco burrito debate because it almost seems like it's how you fold it. Because if a calzone is is sealed all the way around, then it's a calzone. But if it's just two pizzas on top of each other, same ingredients, but it would still just be pizza because it's not sealed or crimped at the end. What's the difference between a stromboli and a calzone? That I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> is that, I'm, do you know? That's the same fucking thing. I don't know how you like would distinguish between Let's those look two. It up. I never order them. So I actually, think we need Webster Dictionary for this. Do you I've remember bullies a couple times? But do you remember? Was it Doughboys? I don't know. DP Doughs. DP Doughs. That's what it was. At tech. Yeah, they, yeah, they had a bunch of calzones that were really good. They're so good. Joey dreams about that place. Connor, you are amazing. Uh, yeah, it's how they're sealed is the difference between a calzone and a stromboli. Oh really? wow, really? This literally draws the it draws this is exactly like the conversation you share, share, share. They say um if you want a very straightforward comparison, here you go. Calzone is like a taco, stromboli is like a burrito. Tacos and calzones are always folded, burritos and strombolis are always rolled. Holy shit, I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh my god. <laughs> you had the comparison. You just didn't have That's the information. Wild. Now you were validated, Connor. There you so, go. So then what's the difference between a stromboli and a pizza? <laughs> uh, it's still it's, it's still it's a rolled wrapped it's, up. it's a rolled it's it's, it's the still way the it's rolled. rolled. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> I just imagine you rolling up a slice of pizza and then cutting it in half and you got a pizza cinnamon roll. <laughs> mm. It's not dessert what it is pizza. at all, but it's dessert pizza delicious. is delicious. Yes. Strombolis come from Philadelphia. Strombola Mama. Do they really? Yeah. From I where? <laughs> I miss Philadelphia. Oh well, looky there. 
what's the what's the dessert what's the dessert stromboli call that's like a fucking why can't i think of the name right now it's a it's a it's another italian thing but it's a dessert and it's rolled up and there's shit in it oh a cannoli a cannoli thank you (laughs) so a cannoli is just a dessert stromboli right yes okay or taquito that's That's a comparison if that's just a Mexican stromboli. <laughs> exactly. That's a what burrito, I'm saying. A burrito is just a Mexican stromboli. Or a Mexican... Whatever yeah. the fuck. It's a, either a Mexican calzone or a Mexican stromboli. Whichever you... Take your pick. <laughs> uh, taquitos are delicious, by the way. Oh, I was only comparing the taquito because it had the hard shell. Unlike a burrito. Yeah. Yeah, because the burrito is also... It's like a how you fold it thing. Yeah. Because you can, can also have... have burrito bowls. That's true. That's bullshit. I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there. That just bends the rules too much for me. I would go to As the I would, caveman. I would go to Moe's and get a burrito bowl, but get the burrito on the side, mm-hmm. and then like kind of load it up a little bit, and then it would just be like extra carbs, but like a smaller burrito, and then I would still have like my regular like half a bowl. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were going to say you put too. it all in there. I'm like, why don't you just order a fucking burrito? No, <laughs> no, no. no. You, put it, you... you put it in half. So they give you two burritos. So you have two little burritos and then you have like a bowl, but it's like half a bowl. Oh, that's odd. I've um I've done it at Chipotle where I've got a burrito bowl and then ask for the wrap on the side. And usually I can fit about half to three quarters of my bowl in the wrap and i eat that and then i have a little bit left over for later yeah that's what i'm okay. saying Let's okay the way i think the way you said it last just confused my brain <laughs> oh <laughs> no i see i see what you're saying now um all right well i'm extra. glad we i'm glad we sorted this out when we got to the bottom of it we didn't yeah. i'm still confused <laughs> <laughs> i say we have a stromboli party or calzone, calzone party yes that does sound like a lot of fun actually it's when just COVID, more when COVID's fun over. or less fun than a pizza party. I want it all. Ooh. I just want I want it to be like a carb party. It's like carbs and drinks, and that's it. <laughs> and grease. That sounds grease. like heaven. <laughs> yeah. I've been eating healthy lately because bleh and bleh. That's how I feel about it. It's the worst, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I Exercise. was eating actual serving sizes today, and I'm starving. <laughs> oh, you get so hungry. Dude, when you yes. when you look at like how much cereal you're supposed to eat, it's depressing. I know. Like I had um a salad for lunch today and it says you're only supposed to have a cup. A cup of this salad. And there was four servings in this bag. And I like finished the bowl and was like, Well, what do I eat now? <laughs> like I, that, usually that, that's the appetizer. Yeah. Does that salad include the dressing? Because I feel like that's where a lot of salad calories come from. Probably. Yeah, because it came with um, almonds, wontons, and dressing. So it was one of those Asian pre-made kits, Asian mm-hmm. sesame. What so kind of good, psycho but... eats salad without dressing, though? Just like dry-ass leaves. Rabbits. I've, okay. I've done that. <laughs> Sometimes I prefer it. <laughs> well, you what? are a psycho. Sometimes. So I don't like a lot salt. of dressing because it just, either you put it on and then like you don't get to it like immediately. And then it just gets like nasty. I think or... you're doing it wrong. No, you gotta toss. You gotta. You gotta really. That's how you. No, get but even it. that, like, you're supposed to dress a salad right before you eat it. But then, like, I don't know. Even then, like, sometimes you use too much. I don't know. 
No, you got to you got to put it all in a big bowl and you got to put dressing in beforehand and then you stir it up and you let it sit. That's the best way to do it. No, you, you don't let, let it, it sit. In. Not for you long. Don't let it soak in. No, a couple <laughs> minutes. Yeah, that's the way to do it, dude. That's how you get it everywhere. So I had a friend at camp who would make salads for another friend of ours every day and she because she did it right and basically she would put all the ingredients in in a single bowl and then put the dressing on, get another bowl and just shake it like crazy yeah in, in the two bowls mm-hmm. and then give it to her and that was her definition of perfect so maybe you just need two bowls chris no i'm with it that's I my don't wife ever, right i don't i rarely <laughs> i rarely shake my salads i i do i shake everything are you kidding everything <laughs> except soda <laughs> my mom actually said that because i was getting milk out of the fridge like a couple weeks ago and it, it was already open but before i poured it i like shook it up and she's like what are mm-hmm. you doing I'm like, I well, always it shake settles. it. Yeah, it settles. I shake yeah. milk. I shake juice. I shake freaking, I don't know, goldfish. I don't, I don't no, know. You don't want like that ketchup pre-cum when you're squirting it out. Like Ugh. you want like, like, yeah, like that like nasty water. Juice. That, I want yeah. ketchup. Yeah. I shake everything. It's I shake obnoxious. my ketchup. I don't shake my milk. And I re- I actually don't shake my juice, which is bad because I I can literally it see settles, the settling. Yeah. I can yeah. see it and I don't shake it. <laughs> juice, if nothing else, you should shake juice because that's yeah. gross. Or I mean, shake- I'll even shake like my salsas and stuff because yeah. I'm like, mm, got to mix that shit back up. No, same. Hmm. I do that too. I rarely shake stuff. You should shake orange more. Juice. It's fun. We got, there was like a deal on orange juice and I, I shake orange juice, but that, that might be it. <laughs> I drink orange juice religiously but that's the topic for another day i love orange juice usually think, uh, with champagne in it no <laughs> hey, you want to you want to get to we're yeah. probably way over do you want to get to recommendations real like quick 10 minutes over we okay. go through these real quick and do an outro won't be yeah, that bad. terrible all right you want me to go first with the we're going to do our weekly recommendations yeah um mine is an older one that you know obviously i've seen this show before but now it is officially all on Hulu and all on Peacock, I think. But up until this point, it has only been in like weird sections online. So I've never been able to watch the whole show. But I'm going through Modern Family right now, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's a really well-written show and it's super funny. And I think what makes that show is the actors and the way they play um, the way they play those roles. So Modern Family, I guess, is mine for any the three people out there who haven't seen it. Um, you can watch all of it right now. I haven't actually. Oh, it's you would love it actually. I think you would really, you specifically would really love yeah? it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen yeah. like bits and pieces, but never like the full thing. Yeah. If there was a show to recommend to you that you hadn't seen, I think it might actually be that one because I think you would really enjoy it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I've seen I've seen episodes of it here and there, but I've never actually like sat down and watched it, followed the storyline too much. It's super good. Um, but Chris, what about you? Uh, mine would be the McDonald's spicy nuggets. <laughs> but you have that you have to have the hot sauce. I got them today for the first spicy time. Spicy nuggets and spicy sauce. So the spicy nuggets aren't that spicy, like by themselves. They're kind of just like <laughs> the, <laughs> No, they're really not. They're, they're they're really just like chicken nuggets. But then if you get the hotter sauce, that that like that will make you sweat. Yeah, okay, but I think everything's spicy. So <laughs> well, I think hot pepper sauce is like spicy. No, you. It's it's specifically called like hotter sauce. Like that's oh, okay. For. And it's like I guess it comes with these nuggets. That's what I got, anyways. And I tried, I tried a nugget by itself, and it was like, like a normal chicken nugget, it wasn't even that spicy. And then you try it with the hot sauce, and it's pretty hot. Like for McDonald's, I was a little surprised. I gotta be careful with those McDonald's sauces, dude. There was one time I was going on uh, vacation for a weekend, and I had the 
the buffalo sauce at McDonald's. And I eat buffalo sauce a lot. Like, it's always fine. But, like, my stomach was fucking torn up that whole weekend. And I don't know what it is about there specifically, but, like, goddamn, blew me up. It was a bad deal. <laughs> so, McDonald's, eat McDonald's, everyone. <laughs> well, this is my recommendation. Get a cat. Temptations, is that your recommendation? <laughs> no, these are actually greenies. But she loves them. Does it have, like, catnip in it? Is that why she's so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're they're like the teeth cleaning one. Oh, hold on, come back here, you. Why don't humans have like teeth cleaning food? We do. We're sentient enough to brush our teeth. <laughs> Try to. Yeah, I guess that's fair. See, say hi. It's like a, it's like the dentist sticks for that I give to Mumble. Supposedly clean his teeth. He still has yeah. fucking rank breath, but you know, supposedly <laughs> they work. Hey, that was. You really brush a dog's teeth. That wasn't very I nice. have before. Actually, the dentist recommends it and use like paper towel if he has like plaque or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. If your dog lets you get that close to his mouth. Yeah. But normally you're just like, eh, fuck it. You'll yeah. Fine. Yeah. This is the baby. <laughs> your cat is not having you right now. <laughs> well, it's because I was giving her treats. So now she thinks it's playtime. So that's why she won't let me hold her. Oh, okay. But she's still pretty darn cute. So that's your recommendation? Get a cat? <laughs> yeah. They make the world better. All right. Well, very cool. I think that about wraps it up for today. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this episode. Um, really appreciate it. If I guess I can give a little update on the, um, the contest for anybody who hasn't seen Facebook or checked out the social media pages. Um, but we're doing, we're still doing the, the shave Connor's head 2021. Um, we're going to have it. Yeah, tame the main. We're gonna have uh instead of it being 50 likes on the Facebook page and 50 subscriptions on the YouTube page, we thought that was a little bit much um for this specific competition. So it's gonna be 30 and 30 instead. And we're really, really close. It's like 27 on the YouTube page and then 23 or 24 on the Facebook. So we're like right there. Um and hopefully by like maybe Next couple episodes, we'll do the the shave the head thing. I, we might either do it as an episode, or it'll be where like Chris and I just come on and we do it as like a a, a special video that we throw out at some point during the week. We haven't really decided yet. Please like as... and subscribe because he needs a haircut badly. <laughs> we could do it as like a a podcast, just me and you without a guest host, like we did on episode twelve. But, I uh, would that's... love to be a guest and actually be the one shaving your head. Oh yes, yeah, if this Except wasn't COVID, the time difference. <laughs> yeah, no, if this wasn't COVID time, that would actually be awesome. I'd love to have somebody else here doing it. But um, yeah, be safe yeah, with so COVID. Wash your hands. Soap and water. Wear a mask. Pra practice social distancing. Yep. Wear a mask. Be safe. Always a good update. Just yeah, stay that, that home. Is. People, it seems like a lot of people are forgetting. So <laughs> make sure to wear your mask yeah. and uh, stay away from everybody. The vaccines may be in the first rounds of coming out, but many people still don't have access to them yet. So still be safe. Wash your hands. Sneeze into your elbow. <laughs> wear a mask. Oh, don't forget, if you have the vaccine and you got the second round, you still have to wait a month before your immunity is fully built up. So you get it. You're not just going to be able to go out there. You got to wait a whole month for it to be fully built up in your system. And you still have to wear a mask. And you still have to wear a mask. Still have yes. to do all the same things you were doing until the herd immunity uh, kicks in, kicks which in, I think but... the number is like 70, 75% of the um, community has to be 
vaccinated and have it built up in their system for the herd immunity to fully kick in. Yep. That's great. When 50% of people, anyway, never mind. <laughs> so it's going to be a while, but you know, just stay safe out there. Um, thanks again for watching. Really appreciate it. Like we said before, like, and subscribe, comment if you want to see uh, anyone Me. in particular come back <laughs> like Casey I'm uh, or, best. <laughs> or comment if you want to be on the show yourself. Um, thanks so much guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.